everyone, and welcome back to the Magnetic Goddess Podcast. I'm your host, Amy Lee Westervelt, the Magnetic Goddess, and I am so excited to bring you guys my guest today. She is a very, very near and dear person in my life. Natalie Grosspitch is here. She is the creator and founder of Indigo Women, which in and of itself is a magical experience. I'll let her tell you all about that. You're listening to The Magnetic Goddess, a podcast for women who are ready to step into their power and live their best lives. I'm your host, Amy Lee Westervelt, and I'm here to guide and inspire you to take the journey back to your higher self. We'll talk about everything from personal development to career growth to relationships. We'll share tips, tools, and strategies that will help you become the most confident, successful, and magnetic version of yourself. We'll also talk to inspiring women who have already achieved their dreams and are living their best lives. We'll learn from their stories and discover what it takes to create a life that is truly fulfilling. I believe that every woman has the potential to be a magnetic goddess. She has the power to attract anything she wants in life, and she can create her birthright of abundance. I'm here to help you tap into that inner goddess and live your best life. I'm so excited to have you on this journey with me. Let's start living our best lives together as magnetic goddesses. Welcome, Natalie, to the show. Thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here. I'm so glad you're here. So Obviously, you know, being the creator and founder of a intentional network like Indigo Women is not something that people necessarily think that they're going to do when they decide to go start something. So tell us a little bit kind of about the the origin of this particular project and like how you came to do this. Yes, absolutely. So the word Indigo to me, represents an intentional network of divinely and intuitively guided old souls. That's the little acronym. Oh, I I love that. (laughs) Thank you. And it is absolutely a culmination of 12 plus years of healing work that I did on myself. So I have a background in art therapy and psychology. I am a yoga teacher who has over 10 years of experience and I've been a life coach for over three years. So throughout that process of helping other people and also diving really deeply into my own psychology, my own spirituality, my own energetics, and also learning from lots of mentors and teachers along the way, I eventually got to a point within my own healing and in my own creative process where I realized that I had this incredible toolkit that could offer really intense transformation for women who have been doing the work on their own for a really long time. So I specialize in helping women who have already gone through therapy, they've already gone on the retreats, they've done the yoga, they've done the somatic expression, they've worked really, really hard on healing themselves. And then they've kind of gotten to a point in their journey where they go, I'm tired, (laughs) I've worked really, really hard to heal myself. And now I'm ready for ease. I'm ready to just flow. I'm ready to be connected to my higher self and just allow source to do the heavy lifting in my life. But I don't know how to shift out of being the doer into being the beer. How do I go from doing everything myself, 
to trusting that the universe has my back and allowing the blessings to flow through me, allowing my higher purpose to flow through me. And when I reached that point in my own life, I was guided to these really, really incredible tools. And it's a combination of things that I was able to really utilize in my own life and then eventually package it up and share it with other women. And uh, it's really fun. I love my career. It's something I always knew that I wanted to be a coach. Um, I always knew that I wanted to help people, not because they were sick, but that they were already well and they wanted to optimize their human experience. And it's such a joy to have finally found a pathway to do exactly that. I love that. And there's, you know, there's a saying that people go to a therapist to move from bad to good and people go to a coach or a mentor to move from good to great. And so it sounds like this community is a place where women specifically can go from good to great, or maybe even great to phenomenal or great to quantum. Right. So I think that, um, I think that's amazing. And, um, I think that one of the things that people miss when it comes to women is there's so much more awareness of consciousness when it comes to women. Like when, and you know, I'm not, I'm generalizing, so I'm sure there'll be outliers, but when men tend to do something, it's like, it's cut and dry. It's like, I'm walking over there and picking that up and putting it down. When women do something, it's like, what happens if I walk over there and pick that up and put that down? Who's going to see me? Who's going to like notice it? And what if I pick it up and put it back down and, and I don't do anything with it? Is somebody going to judge that? Like there's so much more nuance that goes into the consciousness of a woman. And sometimes like just all of that thinking can kind of like just tie knots in your, in your psyche, right? Like it's just kind of like, and, and so many, you know, so many women deal with it in so many different ways. There's so many different strategies that women employ in order to get from A to B with, without going crazy. And I think that this is such a powerful tool for women to feel like, okay, there's other people in here that are talking about the fact that they're thinking. I remember as a little girl, for me, I was always like, okay, I'm thinking. Now I'm thinking about thinking. Now I'm thinking about thinking about thinking. Like, I don't know many people who do that, but I, I, I venture to say that this community is probably full of people who think about, think about thinking, right? Yes, absolutely. I think one of my favorite analogies that I heard, and this was from years and years ago, and again, super overgeneralization, but it just made me laugh with this idea that many men's minds are like waffles and many women's minds are like spaghetti where in a man's mind, it's like, there's one thing and then there's another thing and then another thing. Whereas for women, everything is connected to everything else. Mm -hmm. And this is where I think that both perspectives work so insanely well together. And that's another conversation for another time, because of course the masculine and feminine working together is one of the most beautiful things that we get to experience as humans. But that whole idea of everything being connected in the female mind, it can add to a little bit more of a complicated experience than we need to be having. Um, especially when you're talking about like knots getting tied and sometimes there's just like these 
thoughts that get really tangled. And not only the thoughts are tangled, but we get tangled up in the thoughts. And that can create these perpetual thought patterns that end up resulting in behaviors or triggers or reactivity or certain emotional states that aren't serving our higher purpose, Mm -hmm. but we just don't know how to untangle them, how to kind of pull the threads out of the the mess or pull the noodles out of the plate of spaghetti that is no longer serving us. There's so much that happens in our minds as women and so many beliefs that get created as a protective barrier as we move through life. But as we grow mature, a lot of those protective barriers don't serve us anymore, but unless we are able to remove them, they can continue to perpetuate these negative feelings in our lives. And that's why within this community, I love to work with women who have already done some of that work, if not most of that work with nervous system repair, with going to therapy, with really looking in on themselves and becoming those conscious beings. All the women that I work with have done enough work on themselves to go, okay, I know that I can step back from my thoughts. I know that my thoughts are not me. I recognize that I have an ego. I recognize that there's a lot of patterns that I carry with me through childhood that don't serve me in adulthood, et cetera. And the women who tend to have the biggest transformations in my circle are the ones who already have tons and tons of awareness. And they just need these last little tweaks to their subconscious mind, these last little reframes of who they are and what their existence means in order to just clear out whatever little bits of tangled mess are still clinging on. Oh my gosh. So good, Natalie. This is so good. So I have a question. I'm going to put you on the spot for a second. Um, Okay. So full disclosure, Natalie is one of my favorite favorite clients I've ever had. She's like family. She's like in here now. Um, But what I want to know is, can you explain to the audience your journey from, oh my God, like rolling your eyes about angel numbers and woo woo and all the things and the body snatching lobotomy that, that has taken place where you are like full blown woo I would love to hear, oh, I I know some of it, but they need to hear, like, how do you move from like, you people are insane to, oh my gosh, all of this is reality. Like, I want to hear. Amy Lee, you said that we only have like an hour. So I'm going to do my best. Wow. Okay. Let's go all the way back to the beginning where I was raised Catholic and very strict Catholic. Yeah. Where's all my Catholic spiritual ladies out there, (laughs) Catholic recovery group. Um, So I was raised very religious and I did feel very, very connected to that religion and what I was exposed to through it. You know, Jesus, angels, God, the whole thing. I was like, yeah, obvi, like that's for sure real. And I was very, very much, you know, a little kid that would like talk to my guardian angels and sit at my prayer table. And I've always had that very, very deep connection. But what happened is by the time I was 
between 17 and 19 years old, I started asking questions. And I started asking deep questions of how can how can all of this um, be for sure connected to this bigger viewpoint of the universe as a whole? How can there be so many rules, but there's also this giant loving universe that encapsulates everything? And why did it sometimes feel like people were making the rules instead of this all-encompassing loving God that just adores the heck out of everything he, she, it, they have created. So I had to go pretty deep on that and ask some pretty big questions. And it really led to a bit of a deconstruction moment for me. And I had to wipe the slate clean because I had realized I was carrying a lot of conditioning from not just the, the family structure that I was raised in, but also the church that I grew up in, the Catholic schooling that I went through. There were a lot of values that had been placed on me that didn't necessarily resonate with me. So I had to go through this big deconstruction process where I basically went through everything that I had been shown or taught and had to pick it apart and go, do I want to keep this or do I want to throw this away? So I went through a period in time where I didn't want to take anyone's word for it. It didn't matter what it was. If it was a tarot reading, if it was an astrology reading, if it was Amy Lee telling me that I could manifest stuff just by thinking about it and writing about it. I was like, I will not take anyone's word for anything. I have to experience it myself in order for me to allow it to be integrated into my value system. And Amy Lee and I laugh about this all the time now because I was, I was such a skeptic, but there was still that part of me that, that just felt so connected to source energy. And I wanted to experience source energy more in my life, but because I think I had that really dense level of skepticism around me from my deconstructive phase that I wasn't able to access source the way that I wanted to. And it started with a very slow, cautious curiosity towards Amy Lee and her work, where I would just kind of dip my toe in and then like run away for a few weeks or months and process it. And then I'd come back and I'd dip my toe in the next program and then I'd run away and process it. But after a while, I started to realize that there was really something to it. And if I could summarize the whole shift, it's exactly what I facilitate now, which is the there shift is. from doing and feeling as though you have to be in the driver's seat of every single component of your life to being and allowing the universe to direct and flow and show you what your next steps are. So I've even gotten in this habit in my life lately, whenever I get stuck on a problem or whenever something's coming up and I just can't quite solve it, or if I'm trying to make a decision, I've gotten into this habit of just offering it to source and being like, hey, source energy, or hey, higher self, or hey, whoever's listening, I don't want to use my human intellect with its very, very small peripheral vision to make this decision. So I'm going to hand it off to you and you can show me what my next steps are. And learning how to integrate this into my life has given me such an opportunity to 
expand on the resources of the universe. Like it's not just my own little finite resources of being a human. All of a sudden I have all these source resources. <laughs> I didn't even do that on purpose, but like the source resources, the ability to connect to all of the possibilities um, that source has to offer and all the wisdom that can flow through once you get your little tiny human self out of the way. So true. So good. So, so reality. And it's interesting to, you know, like, cause obviously our, our, our stories are very similar and right? growing up Catholic and being connected and then feeling unconnected and then like reconnected and all of these things. And, and I think so many women can relate to this because this is kind of, you know, the, the heroine's journey, right? Like we start and we, and we go through this whole thing of being like, we're going to fit in with the guys, we're going to get it done. And then we're like, but who even am I? And where is this feminine piece of myself? And we descend into this underworld where we're like, oh my gosh, like, I don't even know what I am. And then we come back out and we heal the mother wound. And like, there's all these pieces, but it's very interesting because so many of us share this same trajectory, this same journey. And one has to wonder, like, is it by design? Is it, is it part of the, you know, microcosm of the female experience? Like we talk about how we're all, you know, connected in a collective consciousness and then we're actually one energy. But like, I feel like the fact that so many of us go through these very similar things kind of points to that even more that we have this illusion that you're Natalie and I'm Amy Lee and that's Judy and that's Sally. And, but at the end of the day, like the, the consciousness itself is going through, you know, that journey. Absolutely. And that I think is where we can just find an unbelievable amount of peace <laughs> because if you ever zoom out of whatever human drama you're experiencing and you zoom out and you just look at that bigger picture of, wait a minute, this is just a stop on my journey. And this is the most finite part of myself. Like the human experience, we're only here for a little while, but it's my personal belief that, and the belief of a lot of people in my community that being human is just a temporary stop for our souls. Right. And our souls get to continue on. They've already been around a long time. And what exactly that looks like, I have no idea. But I think that if I can take a moment and step back from the human drama and look at it from a bird's eye view and go, wait a minute, my soul is learning something from this experience. My soul is has the opportunity to create purpose from what I'm experiencing right now. And it, it's okay to experience all these human emotions. I mean, I'm definitely here to get the juice out of it. Like I'm sure as heck not going to be experiencing sadness and anger when I'm just a happy little soul that knows its source. So why not just revel in, in all of the complexities of being human. But then when I feel like I need a break, I zoom out and I look at that bigger picture and I go, wow, I am part of this big, beautiful cosmic dance. And it's not just me. It's also the vast majority, if not all of the women who are in my circle, going through this similar becoming of who we really are, of remembering our true essence. And it allows whatever human drama I'm going through to shrink down, if not completely disappear, because I don't identify with it as much. I can identify with that bigger cosmic, I am experiencing femininity 
in a human body for a finite period of time. Cool. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I know that you happen to be a person who's very creative and I'm curious to know as you've deepened this connection to source, as you've really kind of gotten closer to the divinity inside of you, how has that impacted your ability to create or to express yourself creatively? I think that one of my favorite things that I've been able to embody from that is not forcing creativity anymore. I really let the creativity flow through me. And I used to have this really bad habit of not being able to walk away from a project until it was done. (laughs) You're nodding, you too. Oh no, you just remembered that from working with me. Um, And it was really, really difficult because I, I didn't trust that I would be able to pick my creativity back up once I walked away from it. So as an artist, I also paint. I would sometimes start a painting at 10 in the morning and not go to bed until 3 a.m. because I felt like I had to get all these finishing touches on it. And anyone who's an artist knows that like it typically takes several days to create a really, really good piece of art. But because I was so hesitant to ever walk away from anything without completely finishing it, I didn't really express myself as much as I, I wish that I could or would. So once I started to recognize that like creativity is so much more accessible when you kind of detach your personal ego from it and just allow it to flow through you. And the minute that you take a break from your creativity, whether it's for a few hours or for a few days, if it sources creativity and if it's the flow of higher purpose, you can get right back in that river whenever you want. Yeah. So it's really relaxed my sense of urgency. I think that I had a very like anxious urgency attached to my creativity before I made the shift. But now I'm like, no, creative creativity is in my nature. And it's a river of flow that I can get into whenever I want. It's always accessible. And all I have to do is just open myself up to source and it comes. So good. Do you ever feel like, so you moved from working with, um, and you didn't say this, but I'm just going to fill this in for them. You were, you moved from working specifically with empaths, men and women to working with like probably a higher, a higher, uh, level of awareness of empath. They're still probably empaths, but how, how does, how did your mindset or how did your, your energy for lack of a better word change from going from a community that was kind of like, you know, needing a life preserver and, and, and being the leader of that to being the leader of a group of people who you're not in need, you're, you're a nice to have. How, how did you, how did you move through the energy of being with people who were more at your level? First of all, it was a massive relief for me. Because as I mentioned, I have a degree in art therapy and psychology, and I was on a track to become a therapist. And I decided at the last minute that I just did not want to be in a space of the mental dysfunction all the time. Mm -hmm. I wanted to be on the other side of mental dysfunction, as we talked about earlier, And what I found when I was working with empaths, God bless them. And I love them so much. Like I am very, very grateful that I had those two years of 
being a supplemental therapy essentially for that demographic and it was very rewarding but what I found from my own personal energy of always being in that space of listening to people's trauma every single day multiple times a day I started to realize that I was sort of being a second therapist to them but I never went through the master's training on becoming a therapist because I didn't want to. So I didn't really have the ability to not take on those energies. I imagine that most therapists who have got their master's degree in clinical counseling, they have copious amounts of training to not take on the energy of their clients. I don't know how else you could possibly do that job if you weren't specifically trained in it. And I started to recognize like, wow, first of all, I, I'm not trained to do this. And also it's not what my soul is calling for. It has always been my intention to be a mentor as opposed to a therapist. So when I made that shift, it was a little bit difficult to detach at first because I did get used to being needed, right? I did get used to being the one that they would call when they were sad. And I had a little bit of codependency with them because who doesn't like to be the, the hero of the story, right? But then I started to realize how rewarding it is to help women become the heroes of their own stories. And I get to walk beside my clients now. I'm no longer leading. Instead, I'm just facilitating. So the What's that? I said, it's so big, isn't it? It's such, it, oh, it's the most yes. amazing feeling. But it's like, I also get to leave the calls feeling like a million dollars, like, I get to feed off the beautiful energy of their remembering of who they are. And even though, of course, you know, I'm a trauma-informed yoga teacher and I do have degrees in art therapy, um, I, I'm perfectly okay with holding space for those darker energies. And, and I welcome that. But what's different is that these women that I work with now have already removed themselves yeah. from the identity of the ego and they go here is my ego I know it's not me but it sure is giving me a hard time right now and so we get to do ego work from a existential distance. perspective exactly and it's so much more powerful and more rewarding because the work I was doing before was trying to get my clients to distance themselves. Yeah, you're like plugging the holes in the boat instead of taking right. the boat somewhere. <laughs> right. And now we're like floating in the clouds above the boat going, well, what are we going to do about this one? You know, it's, it's a different perspective and it's, it's just so it's cleaner energy, I would say in regards to yeah. how I function in my daily life when I'm not actively coaching, I'm not carrying um, all of right. the, the energy from the sessions with me. Right. Oh my gosh. Yes. So true. And, and it's, it's so true. And it's interesting because it's not a different client. It's a client in a different part of their journey. Like we don't want, we don't want anyone to feel if they're in the original community, like, Oh, she, you know, she thinks I'm crap. Like, no, 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 you're going to get there. It's just where you are on your journey and you can't do certain work when you don't, when you're not at that level yet, you can't hear certain things until you've made peace with other things. And, and that 
you know, it's like if two people are driving on the road and one of them is on, you know, on the first five miles of the road and the other one's 27 miles, does that mean the one in 27 miles is better? No, he left earlier. Right. And he, you know, he, he's just, he's ahead on the road, but that doesn't mean that he's better or that he's more evolved. It's just, you're looking at two different things in two different places in the timeline. It's like a chick that just popped out of the egg and the chick that's drying off. Like, oh, that chick sucks compared to, no, they just, they did it at different times. And so I love, I love that you can differentiate between that and, and wholeheartedly say like, yeah, like when you work with this community, there's a lot of like, you know, uh, debris and things that fall off of these people that you've kind of got to like dodge out of the way when you get to where you are now, it's kind of like you can sit down and have a conversation with them without putting, you know, your, your wetsuit on. And, and again, that's, you know, that's nothing negative about them. It just is what is. So I love that you shared that differentiation. Thank you so much for, for clarifying that. And I apologize for interrupting. Um, I, I really, really appreciate that you said that because it's also important to note that a lot of my, my clients have come with me. So from that original group, there were plenty who did get to a point where they went, you know what, I'm really sick of, of being in this space. And I also, I want to get to that new level. So one of the things that I say is my work is for everyone. It's just not for everyone right now. Right. So Basically, anyone who was in my old community absolutely can be ready for what I'm doing now. Unless you're a dude, because sorry, guys. Sorry, guys. <laughs> Eventually, but not yet. <laughs> Sam can take those guys. Sam can be the indigo man. It'll be great. Yes, we've already. Yes. <laughs> I think Eventually. it'll be fantastic. I think it'll be so good. So Natalie, how do people get a hold of you? If they want to work with you, they want to get into one of your many communities. Um, tell us all the things. Yes, thank you. So we can be found at theindigowomen.com. You can also find me on social media, uh, the Indigo Women on YouTube, on in our Facebook community, the Indigo Women. Uh, that one is the most active, I would say. And then I also have an Instagram at the Indigo. I'm sorry, at the Indigo Women. And I was tripping over my words because we also have the Indigo Moon community, which is a different membership program. Um, but all of these, all my social media is the Indigo Women and my website is the Indigo Women as well. I love that. Thank you so much for sharing that with us. And thank you so much for being on the show today. It has been such a pleasure. And I think I speak for everyone when I say you absolutely embody the magnetic goddess. So thank you so much for being here. It has been so great to have you. Thank you so much, Amy Lee. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Until next time, next week, guys, when we have another great guest, may you be happy, may you be healthy, may you be safe, and may you be at peace. Namaste. Hey, Dream Builder, are you loving this stuff? Do you want more? More human design, law of attraction, and manifestation? Then my Designed to Dream membership is for you. You'll get the Dream Design Vault packed with pre-recorded content to help you design and manifest your dreams, a monthly group coaching call with me, and a monthly theme and meditations to support you on your journey. Membership is just $47 a month, and you can cancel anytime with no hassle. Join us and start designing your dreams now.